0: Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Hooked on Homeschool. I am really excited to introduce you guys to Tara. So I have been friends with Tara for a few years, and what I find so intriguing about her is she is a homeschool mom that has been doing it her whole time with her kids, and she does unschooling. I know we have all heard about it, and we all think it's such a cool idea, and she's gonna really break it down to show us exactly what it is and how your kids can actually thrive being unschooled so i'm so excited to introduce you to miss tara hi friends are you ready to homeschool but you're just not sure how to begin do you feel overwhelmed or frustrated with the public school and noticing that your child is constantly struggling or falling behind are you ready to say goodbye to that hectic and stressful weekday schedule and embrace a completely different approach Do you find that your child is exhausted from those long days at school, followed by hours of homework at night? And are you constantly experiencing stress and overwhelm as a result? I'm here to share some great news with you. There is a better way, and it's called homeschooling. Experience quiet and peaceful mornings again. How about instilling a sense of joy and excitement for learning in your child. Witness their true passions unfold as you go on this fulfilling journey together. Welcome to Hooked on Homeschool. I am Dawn Janowitz, a homeschool mom, wife, podcaster, and online course creator. And I want to give you the clarity, the confidence, the freedom, and all the strategies to show you that it is possible to create an amazing homeschool experience that works for both you and your kids. So come on, ladies, let's go from Hot Mess Express to fierce and fun, and let's get Hooked on Homeschool. Hi, Tara. How are you today?
1: Hi, Dawn. I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, I have been waiting to get you on my show because I always love reading all of your Facebook posts. You have such a unique way getting your point across. You are very expressive and you know exactly what you want and you're very decisive whether it's good or bad and you have your opinions and they're so good. I mean, some people disagree, but what's good about that is when people disagree, you don't then disagree with them. You go ahead and state your side. And I think that has a lot of value to someone who's wants to homeschool and learn about unschooling because it's such a great thing to see someone stick by their guns. So let me go ahead and have you introduce yourself. And then we'll go ahead and get into exactly what you do with your children and your homeschool journey.
1: Okay. Thank you. I'm Tara Hill. I am a mom of four children, ages 18 all the way down to five. And we have unschooled my entire parenting journey. So yeah, that's just a little bit about the the homeschooling side of it.
0: So let's start first from the beginning. Okay. So you actually also birthed, home birthed all four of your children as well. Yes, I did. I home birthed
1: all four and I actually free birthed three out of those four, which means I home birthed them without the presence of a midwife or any medical
0: professional. So this is what I love so much about Tara, because I'm not saying everybody can do this or wants to do it, but to know that it is possible, I think really makes it, it gives us our power back that we actually can do these things. And we don't have to always do what the government is telling us to do, or even your mom or your neighbor, because there are people out there who want to do these things. And then you obviously knew from the very beginning that you were going to homeschool. Like that wasn't even a question.
1: No, it wasn't even a question. Just a little background about me. I had a very negative public school experience. I was tested at the age of five or six as having an IQ of around 147, which is like allegedly genius
0: level, right? I was See, inst- I knew I liked you. <laughs> See, I knew there was a reason. <laughs> I, I was instantly
1: put into gifted programs. I was pushed to excel. I was pressured to succeed. I was forced to learn things that I didn't want to learn, and then coupled with the social aspect of bullying and things like that. And then I became very... Disengaged and disinterested and bored and angry and resentful of school. And then into high school, same thing, just very uninterested in pursuing the type of education that was being inflicted upon me. And I decided at a very early age, if I had children, I was not going to subject them to the type of public education that's available or even private, just the standard American school model. I was going to
0: pursue a different way. Wow. So let me ask you this. So if you were tested, you know, at a very, so book work and all that comes easy to you, right? Actually,
1: it yes and no. Testing comes easy to me. Learning comes easy to me when I am given the opportunity to learn what I want to learn. But the problem is, I was told, you are a genius. You should be excelling. You should be getting straight A's. You should be acing every test because that is what geniuses do. However, when I got to the subjects and the the things that I was not interested in, such as I am not interested in higher math beyond what I'm able to take care of as an adult with my bills and such, I'm not interested in algebra, I'm not interested in certain sciences, I'm not interested in certain subjects, I would not do well in those subjects. And then I would be punished for that, because why are you getting a C in math when you are a genius, allegedly? And I just didn't, I did, I rejected from a very early age, being coerced and forced to learn what people felt I should have to learn in order to succeed.
0: Right. I gotcha. So then let me ask you this question. So going through public school, everyone always says, but if you do this well, then you'll go off and get a scholarship to a good college and get a good job. So how come that works with so many people, but it didn't work with you? And, and I'm not saying it does work because I don't think we should do good in school. So one day we'll go to college and get a get a job. But what did you feel that you were like, I'm, I don't care about that. This, that is not who I am. What were you feeling? Well, I tried college. And again, I always ran
1: into the arbitrary nature of what I was being forced to learn as opposed to what I wanted to learn and wanted to pursue. So I dropped out of college. And as far as it working for so many people, I think we need to define what working means. How many Americans, especially young Americans, you know, ages 18 to 25, the college age, how many of them are on antidepressants? How many of them are on anxiety medications? How many of them attempt suicide? How many of them turn to drugs and alcohol? How many of them are in therapy? Not that there's anything wrong with therapy, but obviously, if you're in therapy, there's a reason you're in therapy. And I'm not suggesting school is the only reason why all these people are suffering from these things. But when you say that it works, 12 years of education, quote unquote, pushed into college, and then you have a, an American system full of teenagers and young adults who really aren't succeeding as, as I define success.
0: And how do you define success?
1: Oh, I think that's a multifaceted question. But in terms of in life, I define success as being able to critically think and to have the tools to seek the knowledge that you need and want to accomplish a goal that you've set. That's success. Because you don't have to have all the knowledge, right? You just have to know how to find the knowledge when you have the question. You just know how to seek the knowledge. You just have to know how to critically think. And you can meet your goals according to
0: that. Does that make sense? It totally does. Believe it or not, I actually had Connor Boyack on my show a few weeks ago who wrote the Tuttle Twins books. He's written over 40 books. And that is exactly what he said. The same thing. He says that we need to teach our children to think for themselves, follow their passions, their gifts, their talents, And able to find the information that they need to find, know how to get that information. And I think that encompasses a lot of things. All of the little things that they're teaching our students nowadays are just a lot of information that they just don't need. And I think the big thing they tell them from an early age is it kind of builds on the next, it's like a building block. And and so parents are kind of bought into that saying, well, if they don't learn their ABCs in kindergarten, then they're not going to be able to learn the next step and the next step and the next step. So I, I want to get through so much with you because you really have a lot of ideas and a lot of different things that I want to talk about, but I want to go through this in a step a step by step. So when you went to college and decided it wasn't for you, what did you decide that you wanted to do knowing that you you knew you were smart, but you, you wanted to do it in the way you wanted to do it? So how did that play out?
1: Well, There's a lot of different factors at play because a lot of it doesn't have to do with solely education. It has to do with life decisions as well. And when I was in college, I met my husband, we moved in together. I have had several businesses throughout my life. I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always been entrepreneurial in spirit. So I've always had an eye towards that. And so, you know, I was a musician for a while. I still am a musician. I'm an autodidact. Okay. Self-taught, self-learned. So, I mean, I was a musician. I had a soap making and beauty natural beauty business. I've been a paid writer. I've, I was a freelance writer for many years. I'm a photographer. I was a paid photographer and had a photography business for on and off and I still do. So So around the time I decided to leave college, I was already living with my husband. We weren't married yet, but I was already living with him and we were already discussing our roles within the relationship. So at that time, I worked full time, different places. I was, again, like I said, very entrepreneurial. I had different jobs, different careers, made money, but we sort of agreed. We agreed that our roles would be that he would be the primary financial provider. Yeah. So,
0: well what's interesting is fast forward to now, you have four children, you home birthed them all, free birthed three of them, and you are now a homeschooling mom. So you're actually doing exactly what you want to be doing in life, and so you are actually considered you're successful without having to have gone the traditional route. So now let's go back. So you have your four kids, you and your husband have decided to homeschool now 18 years ago cuz your daughter's 18. So you decided you're going to unschool. So go ahead and walk us through what that was like 18 years ago and why you decided to do that. And also give a definition of what that is.
1: Okay, so I decided I was never putting my children in the public school system. That was my first decision. My first decision wasn't unschooling because I didn't really know what that was at the time because it was very rare 18 years ago, even though the term was coined in 1977. The term unschooling was coined in 1977 by John Holt, who was a very successful educator who people call the father of unschooling. He decided that the public school system was not working for our children, and he wrote many articles and books unschooling at its core is the basic philosophy that children are naturally, and human beings in general, are naturally curious people who, when supported by loving caregivers and are given the freedom to do so, will seek out the information and knowledge that they need to accomplish the goals that they've set for themselves. I like to use the analogy of walking and talking. Our babies don't need to go to school to learn how to walk and talk. However, we don't just leave them in a room and leave the room and don't do anything to help them. Of course, we talk to them, we sing to them, we read to them, we, you know, they see us walking, we hold them up by their little hands and walk in front of them. We facilitate that learning, but it's not forced. We see that they have a goal, they're crawling, they're babbling, they're, trying to reach up on tables. That's the goal, right? That they've set in their little baby minds. They want to move and they want to talk. We just help facilitate it, but we're not forcing it. We're not coercing it. We're not manipulating. it. And that's just the natural extension of unschooling. So I decided I was never going to put my children in the public school system. My oldest daughter, is a little bit neurodivergent. We haven't gotten a specific diagnosis or a label, but I would say she falls maybe in the autism spectrum. She has very low support needs, so she's what they would consider quote high functioning, although I don't care for terms like that. But when she was four or five starting to enter the quote school age, I saw that there was no possible way I could force her to sit down and do schoolwork, sit down and do bookwork. She knew what she wanted. She thought very outside the box. She knew exactly what she wanted to learn. She had hyper fixations. Hers was animals at a very young age. And unschooling was just the natural extension of gentle parenting, which is what we also practice and attachment parenting. So I looked into it and I tried to find other people who, educated in this way. I was on a website called mothering.com, which is a gentle discipline sort of attachment parenting. It was a magazine and then now it's a website. And in the forums is where I discovered unschooling. And I said, wow, there's a name for this. There's a name for the thing that I want to do with my kid. And I just read up on it. I read, I was talking about John Holt and there's another John Taylor Gatto, who's another father of unschooling, who was New York teacher of the year. He was an educator and he wrote a book called Dumbing Us Down. And that was one of the first books that I read. And Just through that and speaking with others, I was like, yeah, this is what we're doing. And so, yes, our whole education for the last 18 years has been a one that has been free, non-coercive. Our children are free to follow their passions, follow their interests. They're free to spend their time as they wish. There's no testing. There's no grades. There's no evaluations. There's no coercion. There's no assignments. There's no book work. And they have thrived. My oldest just turned 18 and she's brilliant. And it doesn't always look the way society expects it to look. Society wants, you know, the high school, the transcripts, the graduation, the college, the job.
0: And that is not how we define success in our home anyway. I love all this. Okay. So there's so many questions I have. And, and the, the book Dumbing Us Down is actually on my night table. I love that book. So the first guy, John Holt, you had said that he coined the term unschooling because he didn't like the way public school was. Do you happen to know what he didn't like? What was exactly he didn't love about what that was back in the 70s? So much. Basically,
1: what we don't like about it today and what many actual homeschoolers don't like about it today, the fact that it's the way public school system is set up and, in fact, the way it was designed is to produce obedient workers who do not have critical thinking skills. It is a system designed to create slaves. And I know that sounds a bit extreme, but he didn't like the bells. He didn't like the forced assignments. He didn't like everyone sitting in a row in desks. He didn't like everyone of the same age having to socialize without access to other ages and just basically a lot of the things that traditional homeschoolers don't like about public school is what he didn't like but he thought that it just did not produce well-adjusted happy educated
0: children hi friends are you wanting to homeschool but you just don't even know where to start if so i have got some exciting news to share with you Did you know that I have a free workshop that will help you get started with homeschooling? Plus, I'll give you valuable tips and insights to help guide you along the way. I invite you to visit Hooked on Homeschool, where I'll teach you how to create an amazing homeschool experience right now. Take this first step towards the incredible journey of homeschooling by visiting hookedonhomeschool.com. I think you just hit the nail on the head. I think that's exactly it. We are not producing happy, educated children. Everyone is coming out with anxiety and stress and it's really sad and it's really bad. Okay, so now everything that you said with the, all the homeschooling, I'm sure you've gotten all the questions, okay? And so I know people have questions because it, you're right, it is not the the way society has it. Not saying what you're doing is bad, people just aren't used to that and your 18-year-old Bailey, what what if she wants to now go to college and she wants to become an attorney? What would be her route? Okay,
1: well, I would say that it would be the same route as anyone else who wanted to do anything. So what if she wanted to go to college? Now, unschooling doesn't mean that they don't learn anything because they learn a lot. They amass a ton of learning. The unschooling knowledge tends to be more what I call a generalized Jeopardy type of knowledge, you know, the game show Jeopardy, where they learn a lot of different information about a lot of different subjects. So what I would do if Bailey came to me and said, mom, I want to go to college, I would say, well, let's research the steps that you will need to go to college. The first step for her would be to get her GED because in Florida only recognizes public school diplomas, so they don't recognize homeschool diplomas, they don't recognize private school diplomas, they recognize, so she would have to get her GED, she would have to take the TABE, she would have to take either the SAT or the ACT, okay, and then we would have to put her transcript together, simple as that. If she needed assistance with that, then it would be her choice to decide, yes, I will take the assistance of a tutor, yes, I will Study. It will be up to her to do what she needs to do to accomplish that goal with our loving support and guidance and financial support if necessary. Like I would pay for a tutor if she needed one. I actually did give her a practice SAT just for fun. And she absolutely aced the language portion. Like she is a language writer, English side. She uh, got an almost perfect score on the PSAT in the language portion. Yes, she needs a little help in math. However, it doesn't have to be if that's not the career you're pursuing. If you're not pursuing a math-heavy career, the only math you really need to know is life math. How to finance, how to balance your budget, how to create a tip at a restaurant. But even then, we have our phones, we have tools. We have tools that aid us and guide us that we can utilize to assist us in meeting the goals that we have. So that's what I would tell her.
0: Right, exactly. She could just find out the information that she needs, but at the end of the day, she can go to college, she can go off to law school and she be- she could become an amazing law- a lawyer even though she was unschooled. Okay, so now let's go ahead and talk about your daily life because parents always say my children they would just be playing games all day they'll be on the couch watching tv so what do you say to the parents that don't understand how you keep your kids busy and making sure that they're learning okay so the unschooling philosophy
1: is that i never have to make sure my kids are learning because the unschooling philosophy states that they are always learning. Whatever they are choosing to pursue, they are always learning. My oldest learned how to read by playing games. She was hooked on... We had, I think, the Nintendo Wii back then. She was hooked on Mario, and there's a lot of prompts on Mario. And she would play it, and she'd be constantly asking me to read these prompts. What does this say? What does this say? What does this say? When she was, you know, about five or six, seven... And at one point I said, you know what, Bailey, I'm not going to read these for you anymore. Like, I'm happy to help you. I'm happy to facilitate. But, you know, if you want to work together and that's how she learned to read through playing Mario. And so unschoolers don't look at one thing as having more inherent worth than the other because everything is learning. So, yes, sometimes they do watch TV all day. Sometimes they do and they're learning and it takes a lot of trust. Like the other day, my son sat and watched YouTube all day for about six hours. He watched YouTube and other parents might be like, Oh my God, your child was watching YouTube all day. They're doing nothing. They're learning nothing. My son now knows every United States president. He knows (laughs) their names. He knows who was assassinated and who wasn't. He can tell you who was the 14th president. Like, how did you learn all this from YouTube? And he got there from watching fun things that he wanted to watch. And then one thing led to another. And now I'm printing out pictures of all the presidents. We're printing out stories from all the presidents. And then that leads to other knowledge because you'll say, okay, well, who was the 16th president? Okay. Abraham Lincoln. When was he president during? this time. Okay, what happened during his presidency? Well, he signed the you know the emancipation proclamation. Okay, what was that? Okay, we researched so it like one thing leads to another. So I would say it takes a lot of trust. And I don't police my children except for content. We do limit content in terms of they're not looking at violence, they're not looking at sexual content, they're not looking at, you know, porn or anything like that. But we really don't limit screen time and we don't limit their learning and we don't criticize how they choose to learn and how they choose to spend their time because that's valid, how they choose to spend their time. So some days they will be on the TV, on the TV for four five hours. And then the next day, like my son baked with me all day. So he was baking for four hours and then they're at the pool all day. It, unschooling days look like regular people's
0: weekends. And I was just going to say that there's sometimes that a a mom might have their kids watching TV all day on a Saturday, but you might be doing it on a Wednesday. And then on Saturday, your kid is outside playing all day. So it, it actually can definitely look like that. Yeah. And I think parents are very hard on themselves that they think if their children are not always learning through a book or something that they're not learning. But I always say children do not have to be taught to learn that they are learning no matter what. And too many parents are creating a lot of unnecessary stress on themselves because everywhere you turn, uh, there's a program out there that says, have your children learn STEAM or they're learning through this. And I'm like, ew, like, can't my kids just have fun and enjoy? There's, there always have to be a learning aspect because I think we're losing that fun aspect of learning if they're always having to learn. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Forced learning is not authentic learning. and. I think that that, the proof in that is how much most people remember from high school or how much most people remember from most of their college classes. You retain the knowledge through fun. You retain knowledge through intrinsic motivation, not through force. Forced learning you'll never retain forced learning and you'll have a negative association with it. So learning needs to be fun. It needs to be self-directed. It needs to be intrinsic. And I agree with you, children do not need to be forced to learn. It's the parents who think the children need to be forced to learn because it sues their anxiety to force their children to learn. And then everybody ends up crying and frustrated and upset and think that they're failing, but trying to recreate the public school system at home will always fail because you left the public school system for a reason. You rejected it for a reason. It wasn't working for a reason. So trying to replicate that same type of forced and coerced learning at home will always fail. Home is supposed to be a sanctuary. I want my kids to associate knowledge with fun and freedom. And I want them to really have a sense of I am free to pursue what I love because it's knowing that you're free to pursue what you love that helps you pursue what you love. How many people are in careers, jobs, on tracks that they don't want to be on because they're scared to pursue what they love? And that is drilled into you at a young age, that it's impractical to pursue what you love. It's not good. You won't succeed. But if you teach kids at a young age, pursue your passion, pursue what you love, pursue what you're good at, pursue what comes easily to you, pursue what you're interested in. Then when they're adults, they will follow that track and that track will lead them to a satisfying career, whatever that looks like.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. We we don't ever talk to our kids like that. It's more like And would you would you also say that forced learning is another way of saying studying for a test? Like studying for a te- studying this material just so you could take a test in public school, would you say that that is also forced learning?
1: I think any learning that is inflicted upon a child against their will and they receive negative sanctions for not performing
0: is forced learning. So yes, tests are forced learning. Okay. So what about all the moms that say, I sit and try to do a little bit of homework. They got to learn some math. So I sit down and and they cry. They don't want to do it, but they can't just do nothing. They have to do something. And and the, the mom really feels like they need to learn that math, but the child is not wanting to learn it. So what would you say to that mom who just feels like, but my kid doesn't then want to learn anything. So the unschooling philosophy would say
1: that's impossible. It's impossible that your children learns nothing. And it's impossible that your children wants to learn nothing. And it's impossible that your child has never learned any math. That's what unschooling would say. I would say there's infinite ways to learn math infinite. We have used so many things in this house as math manipulatives. We have started with our hands and our fingers, counting on those, counting even when I'm dividing like treats between my kids when they're little. Oh, let's get some cookies. Okay, you get one, you get one. Okay, I only have five. How many gets one? That's all math. Cooking is math. Cooking is fractions. Gosh, when they're playing Minecraft, they're doing math because the number of blocks and the grids that they have to do and the number they have to reach to get a certain amount of, I don't understand Minecraft that well, but to get a certain amount of of the supplies they need, it's all math. Math is everywhere in everyday life. So I would say to that mom, just to relax and to find ways to incorporate math into everyday life in ways that are fun. And also in ways that are relatable to the child, because children will not learn anything unless they see how learning that thing will benefit their life.
0: And you had touched on earlier, you were talking about if we talk to our children and and have them follow their passions and their gifts and their talents, if we did that more every single day and help them to develop that, then instead of telling them, that you have to learn this you have to learn this so that way you can go to a good college and get a good job and i think that's the two different mindsets of most homeschooling moms definitely unschoolers compared to children going to school it's all about what is the end result right would you say the end result would be you know 12 years of school getting into a good college so you can get a good job we're not talking about anything about happiness we're not talking about anything about having your child learn how to do something that they love to do. And I think that's where a huge disconnect is in life, in children, in everything. A- and also, I I would say finding someone that you love and having a happy marriage. I mean, I think finding somebody you love and having a happy marriage is way more important than which college you are going to and getting a job. I have always said that. And I don't think people even put emphasis on that either. Well, I think that
1: unschooling has a lot to do with trust, It has a lot to do with parenting yourself and educating yourself and not putting your anxiety, your stress, your worry, your dreams on your children. We all want our kids to be okay. We all want our kids to do well in life, whatever that looks like. We all want to know that someday when we're older, when we pass, our kids can like financially support themselves. Like I get that. However, I trust that if I'm empowering and equipping my children with the tools they need to accomplish goals, they will apply that knowledge to every area in their life, including supporting themselves, finding a career, following their passion, finding a spouse. So you don't need to teach them or force them, rather, to go through X, Y, Z, so that they'll, quote, get a good job. All you need to do is equip them with the knowledge and the power to pursue and to seek knowledge, education, their passion, contentment, peace. And that drive will lead them to the career, to the spouse, to the end result.
0: It does because it at the end of the day it it's tr- the tr- the word trust they're trusting their instincts and they're trusting their intuition and so that's what kind of unschooling is all about and it should be that way with your children you should be able to trust them so they can trust themselves that they're making the right decisions exactly
1: yeah it takes a lot of trust and just trusting that humans i focus more on raising emotionally regulated, healed, content, loved children with healthy self-worth because that's it right there. If you have that, then you can pursue what you're pursuing. And if I send healthy children into the world who are healthy mentally, healthy spiritually, healthy physically, who have a healthy self-worth – who trust themselves, who have critical thinking skills, and who know that they're enough and they're worthy and that they will always be okay, then they will, in turn, create that experience in their physical reality going
0: into the world. That's our focus. That right there is exactly, I think, how all of us as parents want for our children. And people think sending them to school is the best way to get there. Now, I definitely want to dig deeper in this, so I'm hoping you will come back for a part two because I really feel like parents want this, but there is a huge gap because their par- their parents or their sisters or their siblings or their family is telling them, put them in school, you're harming them. So there's so much more that I want to talk with you about because I think you're so in tune to so many things. So would you come back to do a part two so we can finish all this and you can share your amazing knowledge Yes, I will absolutely do that. (laughs) I love it. Awesome, Tara. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for being on the show. And I'll definitely have you on for a part two. And we'll go over everything that you said and how we want to raise our children. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. Hi, friend. Before you go, I want to thank you for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful, I would truly be grateful if you could just take a moment and leave me a five-star review. Your review will help me improve and reach more listeners who could benefit from homeschooling. Until next time, keep exploring and discovering new ways to make your homeschooling a fun and enjoyable experience. Happy homeschooling!